Hello, and welcome back to the Money Bear Podcast. This is your quick tip episode with me, Chloe Daniels, better known as Clover Money Coach on the internet. And what we do is I give you a little Clover life update for those of you who care. <laughs> and for those of you who are just trying to get to the quick tip, you can always fast forward about 10 minutes beyond the banter. Uh, the banter with myself. Does banter have to be like more than one person? I don't even know. <laughs> so I... Today's quick tip, we're going to talk about my favorite brokerages. So a brokerage is just a place where you buy your investments, where you open your Roth IRA, where you do those things. So we'll talk a little bit about what a brokerage is, as well as which brokerages are my favorite. So stick around or fast forward about 10 minutes if that is the content you'd like to get to. But first, we will do a little Clover Life update. So last week, I shared with you guys that I am currently going through a breakup things are fine. I'm okay. We wanted different things. We're on a different path. And in terms of like my life, I feel like that's like a big enough update that I just need to take two episodes for it. But I'm not going to because I'm not really sure if there's much more to say beyond what I've already said. So if you want the details, be sure to go to last week's quick tip episode. But in terms of a life update, I'm adjusting here in San Diego. We've had some beautiful sunny days. My best friend Elise came and visited me last week and she was here for about four days. And it was just wonderful. There were so many moments where I was just like, I can't believe I got to live here. I can't believe this is my home. I can't believe that this beach and this cliff setting is 10 minutes away from where I live. And so I'm just really grateful. I feel like everything has been pointing me to moving to San Diego was exactly the right move for me. And it just feels good. It feels good to finally like live my life on my terms and to choose something out of happiness rather than it's the smart thing to do. It's the practical thing to do. It's the thing that's within my comfort zone thing to do. So that's been really good. It's been good to like feel like I have landed on exactly what's right for me. So that's happening. And then in addition to that, I also have just made so many friends, which has been amazing. So I've got a bunch of friends who came from the Clover community and I'm making friends with my jujitsu gym, which by the way, guys, this is the biggest update that some of you are going to be like, Chloe, we don't care, but I care. So you guys might already know I've been going to jujitsu and Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I have no experience in martial arts other than the time I tried to do taekwondo way back in the day. And I literally, I think I was like four or five. I was probably like five. Yeah. I think I was around five years old because it was before we had moved to Colorado. And I remember my brother was in the karate class or the taekwondo class. And I wanted to go to one class and they were like, go ahead and like kick this, this <laughs> punching bag. And what did five-year-old Chloe do? She ran at the punching bag with her head. So he was like, go kick this. And I thought, cool, I'll use my head. I don't even know how one does that, but I succeeded in doing that. So that's my only experience with martial arts. And then my ex, Tarek, he also does jujitsu. And we've boxed before, which was one of our favorite things to do together. And he also had experience in jujitsu. And when I had told him that I was interested in getting into some kind of martial arts, just because like I want to be able to defend myself, 
he had suggested jujitsu. So I am loving it. And I actually quit CrossFit this morning. So uh, I canceled my membership. My membership is not over for another two, well, about a month and a half. And it was really a hard decision because I love the CrossFit community. I love bringing Logan to CrossFit. Yeah, I quit CrossFit this morning. I canceled my membership. So I'll still be going for the next like month and a half, balancing it with jujitsu. But I just decided I'm so obsessed. I really love what I've been doing in jujitsu and I am ready to like do more of it. And they have more classes that I could attend if I wasn't splitting my time between jujitsu and CrossFit. So yeah, I was like, you know what? It's sad because I love the community. I love my gym. Shout out to Bear Republic. And I also love how much Logan loves it. Logan absolutely loves coming to CrossFit with me. She loves the people of her. So that's the hardest part because I can't bring her to jujitsu, but I just got to give her more loving outside of CrossFit, I guess. I got to take her, I got to take her to more things. So That's kind of a big change in my life that's starting up and I'm really excited about it. And I'm just like, I'm just really happy and I really enjoy doing jujitsu at my place, at my gym. It's like a place that I just want to spend as much time as possible at. So yeah, I don't think I've ever felt that way about a sport before or an exercise activity. So it's really cool to be at this place where like I'm actually obsessed with something. So that's what's been on my mind. All right, you guys ready for the quick tip for this week. So I want to talk about different brokerage accounts, which you can get the shortcut, short notes and the money right guide. We've got moneyrightguide.com. It's a free guide, contains a ton of information on investing and saving and budgeting. And of course, it includes my four favorite brokerages in there as well. So if you want the cliff notes, if you want direct links, if you want a cheat sheet, be sure to go download that. Again, it's free. And that's at moneyrightguide.com. So when we're talking about a brokerage is essentially just a place where you go and you open a investing account. So a lot of people, when they message me on Instagram or when they're working with me in the Lazy Investors course, they'll ask, hey, should I open a Roth IRA with my bank? Because they don't realize that brokerages exist and that bank brokerages are not my favorite because usually bank brokerages are expensive usually they're going to really try to push you into working with their financial advisors, which is going to cost you fees. And we like to avoid fees. And again, like if we can keep our fees low, that means that we're going to see higher returns. So we do want to keep those fees as low as possible. So that's why I'm generally not a fan of bank brokerages. I don't recommend any bank brokerage. Now, the brokerages that I do recommend are Fidelity and Vanguard. And I'm going to explain why. So we've got that out of the way, a brokerage. It's just a store where you can go and buy your investments, essentially. You can go and you can create your account and then you can go buy investments. My favorite brokerage above even Vanguard is Fidelity. And here's a few reasons why. So Fidelity has continually been voted one of the best brokerages out there when it comes to low cost, as well as just a lot of investing options. You can literally buy any type of investment on the stock market through Fidelity. And that includes ETFs, it includes index funds, it includes mutual funds, it includes individual stocks. You can do options and futures and things along those lines as well. That's not something that I recommend. But for the purpose of the lazy investors out there, Fidelity meets all of our needs. Because Fidelity has zero trading fees. It has zero commissions on their products. You're not going to have to... And I mean, there may be some 
I'm trying to think if there would, there may be some if you're doing like complicated orders, but if you're a lazy investor, you're not doing any complicated orders, but they also are not going to charge you for like, let's say you wanted to purchase a Vanguard ETF at Fidelity. They're not going to charge you a fee for that. So often when we try to buy products from a different brokerage at the brokerage that we're using, there will be a fee. But when it comes to ETFs, because there are no commissions for trading, you can buy Vanguard ETFs for a $0 fee. If you try to buy the Vanguard mutual funds, you will get charged a fee. So we do want to stay away from trying to buy Vanguard mutual funds on Fidelity. So that's what I mean by like, there may be fees for some things, but generally if you're trying to buy an individual stock, if you're trying to buy an ETF, you're not going to have a fee. The only area where you may run into fees, and this is across the board with all brokerages, is if you're trying to purchase mutual funds that Fidelity doesn't make themselves or that the brokerage does not make themselves. Okay. So Fidelity also does not have any minimums when it comes to their investments. And I love that because so many brokerages require you to put thousands of dollars in before you can purchase something like a mutual fund. So I think that's a huge barrier to being able to start investing for so many people, especially people who are interested in index mutual funds, which if you don't know what those are, again, shout out to that free guide. Shout out to our free class, which you can get to the free investing class at lazyinvestingclass.com. And I promise you, after attending that class, you're going to understand what an index fund is. Okay? So lazyinvestingclass.com. It's live. You can ask questions, all that good stuff. But... When a newbie is like, cool, Colbert talks about, you know, investing in index funds. I'm interested in doing that. And they go to Fidelity's website and they're like, or they go to Vanguard's website and they're like, cool, I'm going to buy an index fund. And then they see, boom, you got to put $3,000 in before you can actually buy that index fund. Most people are going to see that and they're going to be like, well, investing is too expensive. This isn't something that is available to me. That's why I love Fidelity. They've removed that barrier so that you don't have to have $3,000. You can start investing with as little as a dollar. So that's for Fidelity mutual funds, Fidelity index funds. It's for all the ETFs, all the stocks. You don't have to have any type of minimum. So that's Fidelity. And again, we're not buying Vanguard mutual funds on Fidelity's website. I know, moving into talking a little bit about Vanguard, Vanguard does require a minimum. So we'll talk about that in a second. There's a couple more things I want to cover about Fidelity. And this is not sponsored, guys. This is just in my experience. I love Fidelity. I think it's the best. I think they have the best customer service. I think they have a better interface when it comes to investing as well. So I'm a big fan of them. Fidelity also has, and it's the only brokerage that I'm aware of that has four completely fee-free index funds that are mutual funds. So they have created, and the way you'll know if it's a fee-free fund is it will say on the index fund, Fidelity zero. So Fidelity zero total US stock market. Fidelity zero international US. Fidelity zero large cap. And then Fidelity zero. What's the other one? I think it's an extended market where it's got a mix of small cap and mid cap in it. So you've got free options for completely fee free options when it comes to index funds. And you can make a perfectly balanced and diverse portfolio with those four index funds. In fact, you would probably only need two or three of them to create a completely diverse 
index fund, a three fund portfolio, whatever you want to do. I think that's really cool because again, it's kind of innovative and it's also just incredibly low cost. The thing that I do tell folks to keep in mind with those free index funds is that... So I don't personally use them because there's just not as much data behind those free index funds to show how closely it's been tracking the index. And on top of it, they only reinvest the dividends once a year. So that can cause lower returns. Now it's not significant lower returns. It's like 0.5%. But something to keep in mind for me, I'd rather just buy the index that's performing a lot closer to the index. But even then I say that, and it's like the indexes that you'll have for like the S&P 500, it's a different index than what the free ones are. So the free ones, they created their own indexes for those free funds. So it's like you can't 100% compare it. It's not like 100% accurately an S&P 500 index fund. It's just like their version of an S&P 500 index fund. That's probably too deep into the weeds and I'm confusing you guys. So I would say again, come to our free class. We've got the lazy investing class, lazyinvestingclass.com. I did not mean to get that deep into the weeds. So we will backtrack. It's just hard sometimes to be like, oh no, Chloe, stick to one topic. Don't confuse him. We're talking about brokerages. Okay. So that's Fidelity. Fidelity, you can literally open an account online with them in 15 minutes. They have HSAs. They have Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, joint accounts, SEP IRAs, solo 401ks, HSAs. I don't know if I already said that. So you can really open pretty much any account with them, including individual taxable brokerage accounts. But they're the one that I have most of my assets with. So most of my investing portfolio is at Fidelity. I love them. They've been really a wonderful brokerage store. I have not had any issues with Fidelity. Now, the second favorite of mine is Vanguard. I feel like I cannot talk about brokerages without talking about Vanguard because Vanguard is one of the oldest OG low-fee brokerages out there. And Vanguard has some of the best index funds out there. So when we're talking about index funds, I feel like Vanguard is always in the same breath because they're like the daddy of index funds. Index funds have been around even before Vanguard started, started advertising them, but Vanguard was kind of the company that popularized them. And so they have a ton of index funds that you can purchase through them. And those index funds have a lot of data in terms of how they've been performing. So I really do like the index funds available at Vanguard. I also think that they're their brokerage and like going through the education or going through the brokerage to find out what you want to buy is a little bit easier than Fidelity's because they have this really nice comparison tool that will help you kind of align a bunch of different index funds and see and compare the main points to see which one you want to add to your portfolio. And even when you go in and you look at their index funds or any of their funds, you can literally select like VT Sachs if you... Google VT Sachs, VTSAX, and you click on it, the page that will come up is usually going to be the Vanguard page for VT Sachs. I feel like that page breaks it down in a less overwhelming and confusing way than the Fidelity side does. So that's a big benefit, especially for my beginning investors. Now, the downside of Vanguard... So Vanguard, let me highlight the pros. Low fee, super low fee. 
been around forever, the daddy of index funds, three, some of the best index funds in the industry because they've been around forever. They know what they're doing and you've got a lot of data to see how it's performing and you can have an index fund on like so many different things at Vanguard. And of course, since you're buying a Vanguard index fund at Vanguard, you're not going to have to pay any extra fees. I think those are... Oh, and the education is very easy. They've got a lot more user-friendly, beginner-friendly interfaces when it comes to looking at the different investment options that you have. So those are the four pros, I would say. Now, the cons of Vanguard is... Unlike Fidelity, I feel like I have had to call Vanguard to fix things multiple times. And it's not fixing things that like they messed up. It's like something that I messed up. Like I over-contributed to my solo 401k or I needed to change out my investment options and it wasn't working. I feel like I've had more issues with their actual website that has caused things to crash or have caused things to not be able to change online. And I have to call them, which drives me insane. I don't want to have to call. I want it to all be fixable online. Whereas with Fidelity, I have never had to call. I don't think I've ever even talked to Fidelity because everything works the way that it's supposed to. So I do have beef with Vanguard's website. I know they've been working on improving it. I know they're slowly making changes, but they're kind of like just this massive entity. So they don't have a huge incentive to make changes quickly because they've been around forever, but everybody knows Vanguard. Everybody loves Vanguard. So yeah, I haven't been a huge fan of their website or their brokerage on the back end, just dealing with like customer service and things like that. It's kind of been a pain in the butt. And I've had clients also who have experienced the same thing. So that's, I'm going to say that's a major con for me. The other major con is that all of their mutual funds, you have to put a minimum down. So if we're talking about index mutual funds or actively managed mutual funds, the minimums range from $1,000 for their target date funds all the way up to $3,000 for all their like standard actively managed or index mutual funds, which... $3,000 is a lot for people to get started. That's going to prevent a lot of people from getting started. Now, the flip side, which I will give like kind of an asterisk to this con is that for most of their most popular index funds, and you'll see this when you click on the page. So for example, we talked about VTSAX earlier, which is a total US stock market index fund. If you pull up VTSAX on Vanguard's website, it'll show you like, hey, did you know we also have this in an ETF form? And you're like, oh, cool. Let me go look at that. So you click on VTI and VTI will show you, hey, you can own that total US stock market index fund, but you can have it in an ETF version and the minimum to invest is only a dollar. So that I think is kind of where it's like, okay, yeah, there's a $3,000 minimum, but the loophole is just go with the ETFs instead. It's not a perfect solution because you cannot automate ETF investing. You can only automate mutual fund investing. So just something to keep in mind, but that is kind of a nice plus. But again, remember when we were talking about Fidelity? Fidelity, you can still buy those Vanguard ETFs and you won't pay any fees and you can still use Fidelity. You can automate your other mutual fund investing or you can just use Fidelity's index funds and automate it that way. So that's kind of like where it's like, yeah, it's good, but like you could pretty much do the same thing on Fidelity and not have to deal with those minimums. So that is the pro slash con. Another con about Vanguard is that... 
well, do I have any other cons? I mean, they're not going to let you buy a Fidelity mutual fund without a fee. But again, that's really standard. Trying to think, oh, they've been, I mean, politically speaking, Vanguard's been at the center of many controversies. Vanguard is, like I said, a very powerful entity and they've been under scrutiny for their involvement in deforestation and oil spills and railroad issues as well. So I feel like because of how much Vanguard owns in the world. They own like media outlets. They own portions of these large companies that are responsible for deforestation, who are responsible for oil spills, who are responsible for the railroads. That can be problematic. So Fidelity, I have not seen have as many issues in the space. So that's something to keep in mind if that is of importance to you. So that's kind of why Fidelity, I mean, with all of those things, Fidelity is just an easy win in my book. You can get started for as little as a dollar with mutual funds or ETFs, which if you can start with mutual funds, you can automate it, which as a lazy investor, that is key. But you really can't go wrong. Both of them are good. Both of them are, you know, you're going to have options. Both have workarounds for even the cons. And, you know, it just depends on what's your priority. Do you want to have access to all of Vanguard's daddy index funds? I have both of them. So half, I would say a little more than half of my net worth is at Fidelity and the rest is at Vanguard. But you have to ask yourself, like, do I want something that's easy, a little bit more user friendly, has a lot more education? And I do really like their index funds, even though their minimums are $3,000. Well, then you could be good with going with Vanguard if you're like, no, I want to be able to start investing with as little as a dollar immediately in those index mutual funds. I don't want to deal with stupid fees. I don't want to deal with the fact that like this company is practicing in questionable practices in the governance environmental space. Then I would go with Fidelity. So Fidelity, like I said, they're my favorite. Fidelity. Hey, if you're listening, sponsor me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Am I? Maybe not. Um, So yeah, I hope that helps. I didn't mean to go on too many tangents. So hopefully that made sense. It wasn't super confusing. But if you found it confusing and you're like, Chloe, I need some clarity. We have tons of free resources for you. So I would say check out the blog at clobear.com, but also come to the free class we're having next week when this comes out. So I'll see you there. You know what I'm saying? I'll see you next week. (laughs) So again, that's lazyinvestingclass.com. And we have tons of resources inside of the Money Right Guide. So moneyrightguide.com. That's all I got for you guys this week. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Money Bear Podcast. If you've made it this far, do us a favor, take two seconds, rate, review, and subscribe. It seriously means the world to me. And if you just take a sec to do that, I will appreciate you endlessly. And if you do, let me know on Instagram and I'll thank you personally. So got that. And of course, since we were talking about anything financial on this show, please note that nothing on this show is intended as financial advice. I don't know you, unfortunately. And because of that, I cannot tell you what to do with your money. You got to work with a financial professional who knows your situation, who is preferably a fiduciary. And keep in mind that everything that we talk about on this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It's all my opinion. So there's that. If you want to see our full terms and conditions, head on over to the show notes. And while you're there, 
We've got free resources for you to get started on your money journey down in the show notes as well, including a free guide to help you with your budgeting templates and budgeting tutorials and investing 101, understanding the different accounts that are out there. All that good stuff is inside of my free guide, which is also available at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash guide. If you're ready to take our relationship to the next level, I am also hosting a monthly investing class. And that investing class, you can find the times we're offering it this month at thelazyinvestorscourse.com slash webinar. That link is in the show notes as well. And that's where you have the chance to meet me live and ask those money questions live. It's a good time. We've had over 20,000 people as of recording this join or register. And uh, yeah, it's always nice to meet you guys. So I hope to see you there again. All that is available down in the show notes. So thank you again for coming and listening. I appreciate you and I'll see you next week.